What's up, gamers? It's your boy, Master Chief, 69420. I've been getting suggestions for this one a lot. I don't know if it'll be any good, but it's called Oops, All Necromancers. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I am your DM, Oz the Great and Powerful, and with me are Bug. Finny, Sater Druid, I'll become the top A-list star. You just watch. C. Madam L, half-elf bard, deceased child liaison. <laughs> I almost changed it from the Great and Powerful to a uh, child death profiteer, and then I was like, I can't no. do that one. <laughs> <laughs> that one's illegal. Yeah. And Bree. Soren Dahl, Hobgoblin Necromancer, blessed be the Burnet Boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tender and custardy, I guess. Mm. Uh, before we get into the recap, I just wanted to mention that we do have a Patreon, as well as a lot of stuff up on social media right now. We have illustrations, and Bug's been making some dice. Mm, yeah, Very yummy. Cool. So, uh... Please go check those out. It would be uh, nice of you, and we would love your likes. We give we, them, give them likes. Give them. <laughs> That's right, gamers. Go ahead, like, subscribe, hit the bell. Uh, oh, I don't think we have anything on YouTube, really, but hey, <laughs> check it out. <laughs> you can get to all of that by going to bit.ly slash allnecromancers. I'm not even going to attempt to spell it this time because I've flubbed it every time except for the last time when I did okay. You know how to spell all in necromancers, yes? Yes. Uh, so anyway, let's recap uh, what went on in the last episode. Last time in Nathraxil, after a horrid dream sequence involving a certain Torden Vonastor, Soren felt the first boons of his morbid inheritance. Also, he's technically undead now. Whoops. After a quick breakfast, courtesy of Chef Spaz, our trio had a meeting with JJ about Grun's whole deal. It quickly became clear that JJ was absolutely lying about Grun's servitude, but that particular problem got tossed on the back burner as the carnival opened for the day. While Finny practiced his acrobatics, Madame L once again manifested her spiritual powers and talked with a real deal ghost. And after chasing down the distraught mother, agreed to investigate her dead child further, and that's where we are now. I think Madame L would go about um, gathering up Finnegan and Mr. Soren and kind of vaguely explain what's happening. Um, probably not go into a lot of detail. I think she would tell them that one of Lady Z's seances went bad, not not due mm -hmm. to, to Madame L's uh, <laughs> presence whatsoever. And now we need to go into town to do some- um, Damage control? Damage control. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so you guys are heading into town. Um, JJ's traveling circus was set up sort of on the eastern edge of town. Um, and 
Griechstahl basically sits in a curve of the Blackfall River. The Blackfall River comes down out of the north in northern Nithraxil, through Nithraxil, into Helvetir, and actually travels through Helvetir. It's one of the two rivers that does. Mm. Um, mm. Anyway, uh, you guys are entering from the western edge of town. Yes, western edge of town. And it's a pretty ramshackle little place. Uh, there's not a lot as far as, like, stone structures. A lot of it is made out of wattle and daub with, like, thatched roofs. So y- your standard peasant houses kind of deal. Just um, some real they're... peasant houses. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean, it's just, it's easy structures that anyone can make, right? Mm-hmm. Thatched roof cottages, it's thatched roof cottages. You basically just make a structure out of woven wood. You slap a bunch of clay around it. Ta-da, it's a house. Hell yeah. But a few points of interest the tallest building in the entire town is, in fact, made of stone. Uh, as you guys approach and are, you know, maybe catching up on what's going on, whether Madame L's telling you or whatever, uh, you see that there is a sign out front that has what looks to be a witch being burned at the stake. And it says below it, oh. the Hag Stake, <laughs> which is the name of this establishment. It's a uh, Texas Roadhouse equivalent uh. <laughs> no, it's spelled steak like the piece of wood, you goobers. Every 30 minutes they come out and do a little dance and everyone hates it and they want to mm-hmm. die. <laughs> yeah, and they're all wearing lederhosen and, um, you know, cowboy hats. The cowboy hats don't change. Uh, but it is a three-story tall stone building. Uh, your guess, based on the name, the sign, and it's a big three-story building, probably an inn slash tavern. On the far edge of town, which is like the riverside, there are some docks. You can smell from the northern edge uh, some sort of tannery, which you were told is where Hegrig lives slash works. And it's mostly the wind blows down from the north, and you smell, uh, you know, urine, dung, organ smells. You reckon probably a tannery. (laughs) The fresh mm. air of the castle. Um, other than that, the only other stone building that is visible is a two-story stone building that has a look that is familiar to you, Soren, and that it looks like a more permanent version of the barracks that you were in when you were in the Nithraxi army. Cool, there's a military outpost. I love it. Mm-hmm. When we're walking into town, do we get like a read on the like the landscape around the town? I kind of got the vibe before. Are we just kind of smack in the middle of a a bog alongside this river, or is it is there? Oh yeah, basically. I think technically it's a fin, but it is a wetland. Uh, ground's pretty squishy. It definitely rains a bit more in this area. My hooves keep sinking into the ground. Yes, they do. Uh, oh. Sorry, there's also a welcome to Grishtal sign that says population 1,623, and you see it. The three has been marked out and now reads two. <laughs> That's somebody's job. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is the town of Grishtal. Uh, if you want to explore some more, you can. Uh, there's, of course, you can hear a blacksmith in the distance. If you guys want to do any shopping, they will have the amenities uh Grishtal is sort of a trades town because it's situated on the river. So 
you might be able to find some traveling merchants in the hag stake if that's something you want to do or you can head directly to the tannery um it is literally a follow your nose thing won't be hard mm. to find mm. so like did madam l like explain was it just sort of like hey something happened that one's up to madam l uh yeah basically she would have told you that a seance went bad mm -hmm. and we need to go into town to do some damage control okay that was the full extent of the explanation. Uh, yes, for now. Okay. For now, she. <laughs> I think she before, in shortly. I think she'll give a little bit more, but I. I don't think. Mm -hmm. I don't think she is inclined to uh, let on the extent of the the matter. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I will say that people generally keep an eye on you. Travelers do occur, but. We'll say that your mode of dress is a little bit different. <laughs> oh, the, uh, the mode of dress reminds me, I don't know if I've outlined this so far, um, but Madame L is kind of, has been forced to dress down a little bit just so that she doesn't outdo uh, Lady Z. She's kind of dressed in more muted tones and kind of has a, probably like a little hood or a, some kind of like cloak about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what do you two think? Do we need to get down to business or should we do some sightseeing? It just looks like a, looks like there's a plenty to see. Hmm? <clears throat> Finny looks at the mud on his hooves and is like, what? You didn't even tell us why we're here. Well, yes, I did. It's, it's for damage control. We need to go down to the tannery and um, I, a dissatisfied customer needs to be pleased if if you would so we just need to mm -hmm. go down to the tannery and and set things right hmm. okay well first off could i roll to see if i know like general attitudes towards uh magic use yeah sure we'll go history okay um and you do have advantage because you are from nathraxil okay so second one is a 17 plus 5 22 hot damn um so I understand that with seeing that a place is called the Hag Stake and there's a witch burning at the stake on the, the sign. Yeah, I, I get why you might get that impression. Um, you know that in Nathraxil, it's not like magic is outlawed. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it depends on the type of magic and it depends on what you're doing with it. Mm -hmm. If you are striding into town and, you know, shooting firebolts into the air just because you can... That's like waving a gun around. That's some like, sorcerer don't, shit. Don't even. <laughs> don't compare us to sorcerers. <laughs> you know, just use your discretion. Well, you can stride into town and shoot a fireball into the air and go, this town is now mine. But. I know better They're not going to be the happiest about this. But also they know what magic is. Like uh, most of them have most likely served in the military for mm -hmm. a short stint of time. Mm -hmm. And, like, there are dedicated magic user units. Mm -hmm. So they know what magic is. It's yeah. just a thing of, like, they probably served their obligatory, you know, four to six years or whatever and survived. And then they came home to live life as it is. Mm -hmm. I was mostly curious because I wanted to know if it would be worth trying to find some means of um, communicating with Grun. Oh, you want to look for a magic shop? Yeah. If you want to do a general look-see, uh, mm -hmm. we can just word it as a perception check and assume that that's you asking around, looking around. 
if you spend enough time looking, you will find something, assuming there's something in this town for you to find. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so we can either roll or we can just use your base perception, whatever you want to do. Okay. Uh, um, Madam L, uh, it, there is, um, something I would like to look into, uh, while we're here, but it depends on how urgent this nebulous damage control is. Um, I would like to find a way to, um, communicate, uh, with Grun more reliably, um, for obvious reasons. However, it can wait unless you expect us to be leaving Grishtal on less than pleasant terms. Hmm. Perhaps it would be better to do it, uh, uh, now rather than later. We, we don't know what the future holds, hmm? Nope, and we don't even know why we're here. Okay. <laughs> uh, I guess, I mean, my passive perception is 16, but I can r- roll or do an investigation or whatever. Uh, you said passive inge- investigation's a 16, or not investigation, perception's a 16. Mm-hmm, but I can still roll if I need to. Um, Yeah, go ahead and roll for me. Uh, okay. And describe how you are trying to look for this place. Are you just roaming the streets? Are you talking to people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm going to roll. I got a fucking two plus one. I have a three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I actually realized what I would probably do. Okay. Is probably go off into a corner, like, behind somebody's fucking house or something. Uh-huh. Just cast detect magic and then walk around with detect magic active. <laughs> Hey, what's up? I was just admiring your burn yips. Don't worry, it's all good. <laughs> so I think with that three, you'd, you'd probably do the whole detect magic thing, and mm-hmm. you end up heading toward the like higher end part of town or whatever, and mm-hmm. you sense something down this alleyway, mm-hmm. and you start to walk down it and walk directly into a door. Oh. Uh, and you back up for a second and look up and read a sign that says Gustav's Gristal Grift. <laughs> what? And where this alleyway was, there's instead a about three story tall, thin building <laughs> stuck between the two buildings. So you're saying you're saying the three is is just because <laughs> we rolled low, so now we have to deal with the. <laughs> the alligator, crocodile. What was it? He's a gator man. Okay. Uh, Finny, Finny was following behind. By the way, Wallace, where do you think he's going? What's going on? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They're all weird. Yeah. Well, adults are just weird. I don't know. I just want to see what's going on. I mean, it's fun. We're like. Tourists. Yeah, <laughs> this is so cool. And that, yeah. <laughs> so what's this place? And Finny, Finny runs up to the door and opens it. <laughs> it's, don't touch anything. And you hear uh, the light tinkle of a bell. And other than that, the shop is quiet. Uh, same deal, you know, shelves along the walls and uh, like freestanding shelves in between mm-hmm. with various trinkets and goo and 
wands and staves and what have you. It's so shiny in here. Um, and there is, of course, the taxidermied goblin hanging from the ceiling. Uh, you notice that it is slightly rotten compared to a month ago when you were last <laughs> when you stopped Crap. Brand's store. <laughs> Distasteful. Okay, uh, I kind of, like, nervously look around to see if Gustav is present, or because I'm expecting him to, like, just appear behind me. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> What's your passive perception? 16. You do not see Gustav. <laughs> oh, my God. So ominous. You cannot clock this croc. <laughs> Um, just be careful, Finny, okay? There's, um... What's this? <laughs> Finny starts picking things up. Wow, this is so cool. <laughs> and there's a... And Gustav, who, of course, Sora knows, but Finny does not, appears directly next to you, Finny, and goes, I would not mess with items of a magical nature unless you understand their nature, child. Oh. What is your name? I'm Gustav. Welcome to Gustav's Gristall Grift. Oh, it's nice to meet you. My name's Finnegan, but you can call me Finny. And Finny holds his hand out enthusiastically for a handshake. You see, it's hard to read a smile on a gator man's face, <laughs> considering how toothy they are. But his seems to widen just a little bit, and he holds out a clawed hand and goes, Truly, the pleasure is mine. And he looks up. Uh, and go ahead and give me an insight check as he looks directly at Wallace. Alrighty. Who I assume is sitting on top of your head, oh, uh, yeah. Ratatouille style. Oh, absolutely. Let's see. Uh, roll the 12 plus two, 14. Um, there is a somewhat avaricious gleam in his eye as he goes, And who is your little friend? Oh, that's my brother Wallace. Ah, brother. Mm-hmm. So not property. Yes, then. Good, good. Well, if I can be of any assistance to either of you, and he turns and looks directly at you, Soren. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Please just ring this bell. And he <laughs> hands Finny a small silver bell. Oh, shiny. Madame Owl, I think, uh, is just kind of boredly looking around. Uh, would she have any familiarity with Gustav being from Helvetir and I don't think that she would have gotten anything sort of magical from Gustav because Gustav's thing is really vaguely shoddy magic items for cheap okay <laughs> um so that was why he was like he was making a killing at the university because he was selling kind of shoddy stuff to university students mm -hmm. at a highly marked up price and like he's honest about it based on, you know, the name of his store here. <laughs> I think you probably knew about the store because it was pretty close to campus, but would go out of your way to go to a higher-end place because that's, like, what's expected of you as part of a noble's family. Mm -hmm. As you wander around, uh, you notice uh, a sign that says, you know, like, there's directoral signs. This place is, like I said, fairly big. I mean, it's several stories tall, about 10 foot wide, and it's deep. It's kind of how, like, a lot of houses in New Orleans are. Like, it's just sort of like a long, thin house, kind of, where everything's kind of in a line. Sure, that. Uh, the It should be noted that the additional floors above are not, like, separate. Essentially, there is shelving all the way up the walls, and there are walkways up 
and then there are ladders to climb to get up to those walkways. Mm-hmm. So it's completely open up to the top with, like, crosswalks between each side of the walkways and stuff. Uh, but anyway, you see some signage pointing towards scrolls. Uh, make your way up to the third floor, all the way to the back. And they're kind of just in, you know those, like, big square wire racks that uh, excess stock is put into at, like, Walmart or whatever? Mm-hmm. It's that, but full of scrolls. <laughs> uh, where each one's sealed with, like, a wax symbol, and some of them have, like, 50% off listed on them. Oh, hell yeah, discount scroll <laughs> oh depot. God. And you delve and you delve, and finally, when you're uh, almost halfway up your torso deep in this uh, scroll box, <laughs> you find one that you could swear when you touched the seal, it felt like something licking your fingertips. Oh, Gross. Gross. Uh, and you see the wax seal has what is obviously a tongue on it. And you're pretty sure it's a scroll of tongues, but you have no way of knowing because you didn't write these scrolls. Yeah. And you don't have the spell identify, do you? No. No, I don't. Uh, I guess I hate it, but I guess I grab it. Are there any other good scrolls kicking around up here? Um, it is hard to tell specifically what each one is. Yeah, I also don't know how much scrolls cost, so I probably don't even have enough money for one. Um, I will tell you in above game terms that Tongues is a third level spell. So... Well, I could use it once, but then I couldn't learn it forever. That is correct. You can't learn it until fifth level, and you're level two. Though, to be fair, something I do want to check on is how much do these scrolls cost? Because I don't want to waste time RPing this if I don't have the money or the items to trade for it. You would have to ask Gustav. Oh, God. (laughs) I have have, uh, let Wallace hold the bell, so now I have Wallace who is sitting on top of the bell on top of my head. And we're just, like, mm-hmm. pointing at things and going, uh, saying to Madam L, look at that! Whoa, look at this one! Whoa, you see this one? It all looks rather shoddy to me, Finnegan. I think it looks fancy. Madam L is kind of standing there tapping her foot impatiently <laughs> <laughs> while, mm-hmm. while Soren uh, rifles through all of these scrolls. Um, yeah, I guess I'll climb down from the ladder, um... Uh, I think I found what uh, what we need, and I kind of brandish it. Um, uh, Finny? Yes? The bell? I'm not the holder of the bell. Wallace, could you please? And Wallace lifts the bell with both his paws, because it's, it's a heavy thing for him. Mm. And he full body wiggles to ring it. And there's a... And Gustav appears right next to you, Soren. Oh, hi. Hello. Um. How can Gustav help you today? Um, this. How much is this? And he goes, ah, one scroll of tongues. That will be, hmm, what will you offer me? Gustav always loves a good trade. Um. Old chewing of the old fat. And he winks at you. Um, okay, um, uh, let me check. Um, I, like, take my backpack off my back and kind of hold it in front of me, and I'm kind of rifling around. Um, what do I have? 
Here's the thing. I don't know how much a gun is worth, but I feel like a gun is <laughs> worth more than 400 gold. Uh, depending on the seller, or depending on the buyer. I don't know. See, could I roll to see if Soren would know what a reasonable offer would be? Yeah, you can do, um... Money. Do an arcana. Roll my money check. Just see if you kind of know its general worth. I did bad. Uh, uh, 11. I got an 11 on arcana. You think that it would be worth maybe the gun, but you don't know if Gustav would necessarily be interested. Uh, but you also know that the gun would probably be worth less because of the branding on it. But it's in Helvet. We're in, we're not in Helvetier anymore. Correct, but it's a thing of either alterations need to be made to the gun, mm-hmm. or depending on who sees whom with it, you could end up with a war starting kind of thing. Oh. Because it's a Helvetier gun and. Potentially the ownership of a Nathraxite. I think uh, I think Madame L would see Soren kind of floundering with this social interaction, uh-huh. <laughs> making a purchase, and and step up and say, "How about I offer a trade? I have a sigil of daylight. It's a vintage Nathraxian model. Um, that seems adequate to me, don't you think?" Hmm, a sigil, you say. Now those, those are useful. Don't need to read them like you do scrolls. And he, hmm, are you sure I can't convince you to trade the tiny undead rat for the scroll? What? Wallace is his own person. That is messed up, mister. I thought you were cool, but maybe you're not. I'm just interested in arcane curiosities, and it seems your friend is one of those. Wallace crosses his arms and shakes his head. Now, before we make this trade, this this scroll of tongues, it contains within the, the spell tongues, is that correct? We will be able to hear other other languages and understand them. Yes. Can I do an insight <laughs> check? That's quite a pause. You absolutely can. I was going to do, yeah, can I do yeah, something? Yeah, I'm also doing an insight check. I rolled a nat one. I rolled a nine. <laughs> I, I got, got a, a 13. Nine. You reckon that that yes is a yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> With the 13, you're fairly certain that the yes is a yes, and maybe it was just the DM pausing and not Gustav. <laughs> <laughs> Like, would he consider me making scrolls for him to be, con- like, an adequate trade instead of needing to get rid of the sigil? I mean, you could ask that, but the general thing is is that he has no way of knowing if you're going to be back or not. That's true, and it takes a while. Uh, as as thrilling as fantasy convert commerce is, too, mm. I'm, I'm fine with mm-hmm. just making this trade and getting out of here. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, he'll trade. It's fine. Okay, cool. And uh, as you were leaving, Gustav goes, thank you, and please come again to Gustav's Gristall Grift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and as you leave, you hear the bell ring as the door shuts behind you. And then, and you turn around and Gustav's Gristall Grift is gone. Mm. And there is just an alleyway. Oh, I, huh. I hate going in there every time. That's... 
that was, that was something. Wallace is still fold, uh, folding his arms and shaking his head in disappointment. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, go ahead and add, well, I guess it'd be to Finney's inventory, uh, one small silver bell. Ooh, okay. As Gustav forgot to ask for his bell back. <laughs> uh, do mark next to it Gustav's bell, if you don't mind. Okay. We made it through a fantasy shop in an hour. <laughs> that, that's record time. We were technically only in the shop for about 15 minutes, so that's not too bad. Yeah, that's true. Uh, also, the reason why Gustav showed up again, full disclosure, is because I didn't want to have to create a new magic item vendor in every single town we go to. No, it's yeah, fucking no, sick. I think it, so I think it works everywhere. very well. I want mm-hmm. Gustav to be everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Madame L? Yes, Mr. Soren. Uh, thanks for um spotting me back there. I appreciate it. Oh, the sigil, that was that was nothing. It's all fun and games till eight sessions later you guys face a vampire and that daylight sigil would have just ended the encounter. I know, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that, but we'll deal with that when it happens. Anyway, let's continue on to the business at hand, shall we? And as we near the tannery, um, I, it seems like Madame L is kind of forced to open up a little bit about the situation. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say damage control, Lady Z's seance did go poorly. We are afraid that if word gets out, that it could could cost the circus quite a bit. But there was something else. Uh, something else? Yes, I... The woman, she came... She came and searched for her child, her child who had disappeared, and Lady Z fed her all the the hubbub that you'd expect from such a charlatan, but <clears throat> <laughs> I saw something. I saw, well, I saw a spirit. Huh? That's all? What do you mean, that's all, Mr. Soren? I saw the spirit of a dead child. Oh. You know where we are, right? If that if that was all, you didn't there was no need to be so cagey about it. Ghosts are everywhere. Th- this is coming from the person who was furious about the last one. Yes, because we were in Helvetir. Everyone's grandma isn't kicking around in the third floor in Helvetir. But they are in Nithraxil. Maybe not everyone's Grandmother, no, but it's not, it's not uncommon here. Why was I the only one who could see this spirit? Well, not everyone can. Um, the land here can change people. Um, typically it varies from place to place, but generally about, say, one in ten individuals, um, has the ability to see and communicate with spirits it's really not that remarkable at least in these parts hmm. well then <laughs> <laughs> madam l realizing that she's no longer a big fish in a little pond but a relatively normal sized fish in a very large ocean you're no tuna you're, a, you're not even a sardine Madam L downgraded to trout status. <laughs> <laughs> trout status. I think then Madam L will 
kind of quietly be reassessing her position in this situation as she she walks up to the tannery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as you guys uh, head north in the city, or city, God, oh. it is a town. I think technically it is a hamlet based on the amount of people mm-hmm. that live there. Things start to get a little more downtrodden, if you will. Uh, the huts become a little more ramshackle uh, and smaller in size. You reckon most of them are just single room living spaces. And the tannery is the largest place in this area of town, uh, just being two stories tall as far as the beam house. And there is a small attached building next to it, presumably where uh, Hegrig lives. Um, I got mm-hmm. a nine just to kind of assess the the building we're walking into. I got an 18. Ooh, I got gotcha. a 12. I will say, let's say that the smell of the tannery is so, so disarming to the senses that <laughs> Madame L can't really focus. Mm-hmm. That reads. Finny travels through sewers, okay? <laughs> he is a outlier that should not be counted. Finny is unaffected um, by the hole. <laughs> yeah. Tannery smells, the tannery smells nicer than some places you've been, so. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot to see. Uh, almost directly behind the tannery, I'd say a good 50 feet out or so, is where the fin starts proper. Uh, actual trees and what have you. And Finny, you notice that, like, it's kind of a gray day because it's always kind of a gray day in Nathraxil. Like, sunlight is exceedingly rare, if ever. Mm-hmm. But you notice that this forest is darker than it should be. Like, oh. it's, you know, 11 a.m., and this place looks like, basically, as soon as you'd step to the threshold of it, it's nighttime. Spooky. So. Spooky. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, yeah, I guess we'll just go ahead and knock on the door. And the door opens, and it is Hegrick. And she looks up at you, Madam L, and goes, Oh, you came. Uh, please, come in. And she welcomes you guys inside. This area uh, that is attached to the tannery is just sort of a small home from where you can see the majority of this small uh, home is just sort of, you know, you've got your cooking area with like a fireplace and what have you and a table set up with four chairs and a couple of beds. Um, And then there is a door which you assume leads directly to the tannery based on its location. Uh, but other than that, it is just you, Hegrig, and yeah, just you guys and Hegrig. May I offer you all something to drink? Please sit down and we can discuss. Tea is fine for me, thank you. Do you have fancy water? And she smiles a little bit and goes, I have clean water, dear. Will that be all right? Yeah, that's fine. That's fancy enough for me. Thank you. And she, you know, gets your drinks, whatever. Sits down at the table. Madam Hegrig, I must apologize again for that old woman's performance. It was distasteful, to say the least. That's quite all right, madam. Um, everyone has their off days, I guess. Are So, you are willing to help? You're willing to find my son? 
Oh. Hmm. Hmm. I think Madame L has gotten to this point based purely off of instinct, <laughs> really, rather than than the uh, more formulated approach she tends to take. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Madame L, can you please tell us why we're here? For real. I told you already, Finnegan. During the seance, I connected with the spirit of the child, who was quite frantic and was saying something about, well, something like being lost in the woods, seeing a shack, seeing some kind of small creatures, and I felt compelled to come here to to see what we could do. It is our job, after all, to to reach out to the spirits and bring solace to those who need it. Uh, uh, Hegrig, um, Soren, um, by the way, I'm very sorry for your, for your loss. Um, I presume when you say find your son, you mean his remains? And you see her eyes go kind of misty and she says, yes. It would be best not to leave them unattended. Um, I kind of look at Madame L like, is she going to give us any more details? Or (laughs) (laughs) the, I mean, the truth of the matter is there's no more details. I don't think. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) I think she'll look at Sora and be like, what, what do you, (laughs) what do you want? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nothing, nothing, (laughs) Madame L. Um, Hagrid, I understand this is a very, um, delicate topic, um, and a very hard time, but is there any information you can give us about his last known whereabouts? Of course. Um, it was about a week ago when my broodmate, Oric was keeping an eye on him, and he, he swears that he only turned away for just a moment, and Petrov was playing out in the field behind the tannery, and when he looked back, he was gone. Uh, how common is it for kids to just get yoinked? Uh, depends on where you're at. Have there been other instances of missing children recently? Not that, not that I know of. I, I've, I went to the town guard and requested they help search, but they won't go into the fin. No one will. There are things in that fin that mortals should not see. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, I I got a bad feeling about it. When I looked into it, it felt dark. You would not be incorrect, child. Unfortunately, as tanners, we have to be somewhere on the edge of town. They simply won't have us further in. So it's either live by the fin or do not live. So, do you think you would go in into the fen? That's, that is the closest place, unless he dashed all the way to the river in under two minutes. Is there any kind of, uh, any kind of map or any way of, of navigating this terrain? Occasionally, some of the local hunters will go in large groups to forage, but it is largely unmapped. 
Um, I regret to say that you would most likely be going in blind, but if any of you are avid trackers or know someone, perhaps you could find where he went. I know it's been a week and things fade with time, but perhaps that would work. Or you could you could try and get the guard to assist, but... I don't think we'll need to do that. There is one other option, uh, and that would be for us to try to reach out to Petrov and see if he can guide us. If that is within your abilities. I'm looking at Madame L like, can you really do that? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Above table, I don't know. Um, though you did, you mentioned the mechanic. How did, how did that mechanic work again, Oz? Uh, essentially, it would be using Arcana to try and communicate with the spirit, uh, with the check being easier the more you have. So, like, if you have a, a piece of them, like their blood or something, that's great. Or if you have a piece of their clothing or an item that was important, like Baby your teeth. classic spiritualist stuff, mm -hmm. you know, if you have an item that's important to them, it makes it easier. Um, and essentially is not a thing of you can try over and over. However, if you gain new resources, you can try again if you failed the first time. So like if you try to contact Petrov right now, but you have no sort of connection, it's going to be pretty hard, but you could possibly do it. But if you fail, fail, then you can't try until you find something new. Like if you found some blood or if you happen to get an item of Petrov's from Hegrig. Yeah. You could try then. Um, here, I'll just role play it if that's okay. No, how dare you? <laughs> we don't role play. This is a wargaming system and we only do roles here. And commerce. Commerce and strategy. <laughs> we do commerce and tactics and that's why we use battle maps. I believe it is in the scope of my abilities, but it would be much easier if I had some kind of personal affect of Petrov's. The more dear, the more precious to him, uh, the better. Of course. Um, allow me to do some looking around. I'm sure that one of his dolls is around here somewhere. And she goes off and goes to a tiny chest next to, like, a larger one at the end of a bed. And if you kind of peer while she opens it, you see that it, it's a little toy chest. Uh, there's like a wooden sword and a little shield, and then she grabs out uh, a small stuffed dragon that is the same color as her scales and Petrov's, which is bronze. Aww. While she's like sort of rifling around, I'm gonna kind of uh -huh. like lean over to Madame L. Like, um, I realize this might not be the time, but can you actually do that? <laughs> <laughs> like, Madame L, I, I'm not trying to be overtly hostile about this, but if we're going to go wandering into the fens based on an ability that you say you have that you don't actually have, we're going to have more than a few problems. <laughs> well, I thought I thought my abilities were were common around here, Mr. Soren. The, mm, I said, mm, okay, Madam L, the ability to see spirits is not uncommon. The ability to track them invoke them, or communicate with them on your own terms is not. So please, I'm only asking so we don't wander in to what is obviously a death trap completely unprepared. Vinny keeps leaning in closer and closer to listen to what <laughs> they're both saying. 
rest assured, if if I am unable to contact the spirit, we will find some other means to ensure our safety. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so she returns with this uh, small stuffed dragon and sets it on the table, and you see that its scales are actually made of bronze, and they've been, Aww. like, stitched to this plush. Oh. And it sort of clinks as she sets it down. I and goes, want one. This was his favorite. Perhaps it will aid you. Very good. Now, if if we could all gather around and join hands. Would it work better with more people? I. If you would like to bring in your, your broodmate, I'm sure that would assist in the ritual. Of course, I will return shortly with them. And she goes off through the side door, and you could kind of hear what sounded like someone or some ones working in the tannery, mm-hmm. whether it's like, you know, liquid sloshy around or Ugh. just sort of the thump of tools or stuff like that. And after a moment, it gets a little quieter and then completely quiet as it sounds like work stops. And she returns with two other kobolds, mm-hmm. one of which is silver, the other is golden, and goes, uh, these are my broodmates, Oric and Argenta. Mm. Um, I, we just want our boy back. And Auric nods at you. That's the gold one. And Argenta also nods, silver one. Um, and you guys join hands. And I will say that uh, with the collective energy of everyone sort of willing it together, we'll go with advantage on this check. I, I have a plus three to Arcana, so hopefully uh, the first roll is a 16. And the other one is lower, so 16. Okay. So as you all join hands, uh, is there any specific sort of seance thing you do, or you just want me to um, go ahead and roll with it? I think for this one, you can you can take the reins. I got the last okay, one. Cool. <laughs> uh, so as you all join hands and just sort of lean inwards and focus on this small uh, bronze dragon plush, you do your normal thing of, you know, spirits of the beyond, come and talk to us, blah, 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 blah. And this one differs in that you don't have your unseen servant do anything. You don't kick the table around or anything like that. But the fire and the hearth gutters and a small wisp raises out of this bronze dragon. And it is Petrov. It is the same kobold you saw. And it turns and looks around the table and goes, Mom? Dad? And then looks at you and goes, Oh, it's you again. Are you here to help? Yes, that's right, Petrov. Um, I'm afraid time is of the essence, however, and Madma wants to look around and see if anyone else can see or hear him. Mm, I was going to ask the same thing. Let's see, you got a 16. We will say you can fully hear and see Petrov, but I think that to the others, all they see is a wisp of light that is floating mm-hmm. and the flame guttering. Okay. Well, at least that's something. Petrov, we are trying to trying to find your location out in the fen. Do you know if do you know if you could help us there? Do you know if you could Show us where you went. I... I can try, but there was... There was just so much running. I was... 
being chased, um, I don't know if I can guide you directly, but Umnar might be able to help. And he's clearly looking at this bronze dragon plush. And he looks back up at you. How, how do you... How do you suppose he could help? Well, he was... He's my best friend, so he can probably find me. <laughs> that may be so. Is there any... Did you happen to see any landmarks or any kind of... Anything that might give us some kind of indication? Well, there was... Finn and the creatures and then the big the big tree with a door on it and and that's I don't want to talk about the rest the fin and the creatures and the big tree with a door on it the the creatures can you tell me about those they were awful they were small and covered in this goo and they kept teasing me and chasing me and they just they kept popping in and out of existence. Oh, there was, there was an ooze. There was an ooze on the trees whenever I was running. And I remember seeing it the whole way there on this tree and that one. And then he goes, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not being very helpful, am I? Oh, no, of course you're, you're doing the best you can. And that's all anyone can do, hmm? He goes, yeah. He foofs out, and the fire stops guttering and is just normal. And the wisp disappears to uh, the rest of you. It sinks back into the uh, bronze dragon. What happened? By the way, you all heard what Madame L was saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. It would appear that Petrov is lost in the fin, or was lost, rather, and he encountered some kind of... Various small, black, ooze-like creatures. Um, they, they may have guided him to some kind of tree with a door in it, and I'm afraid he didn't say much else. There was ooze in the trees on the way there that might be able to assist us in our, in our locating him, but I'm afraid it's not much. Can I roll an arcana? To see what those creatures are? Or if the ooze sounds familiar, with if a tree with a door in it sounds familiar, any of it. Yep, go ahead. Alrighty. I did not do very well. I got a nine. Uh, nine's not gonna be enough. Okay. You you don't know. I mean, tree ooze, sap, or algae, or you can't think of anything particularly magical, especially when tied to creatures. I mean, there's. Mm-hmm oozes and slimes, but you don't know of any oozes and slimes that can either teleport or turn invisible. Mm-hmm. And the description of the creatures implies some sort of intelligence, so you think probably not oozes, but yeah. you, you don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think you've ever dealt with these creatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're relatively rare. Okay. Uh, so, yep. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. I don't always know things. It's all right. Whenever you mention uh, small creatures, I think that Argenta pops his head up. I've heard of those. They're, uh, they come from somewhere. Call them boogles, boggles, wretched little things. Hmm. What do they do? Usually they're just little pests, but sometimes 
their servants for hags, I think it is. Witches of some sort. Practitioners of ill-begotten magics. Mm. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do I know about hags? <laughs> can I roll so I could be just you as sure disappointed? Can. Oh, fuck me. It's uh, better. 12 on the dice. Uh, 17 for Arcana. Okie dokie. You do not know what specific hag it is. Mm-hmm. Hags are bad news. Yeah, I know. Especially if there's a coven. <laughs> you don't know if it's a coven or not because you don't have all the details. If it is, it's a big deal. If it's one hag, it might be more manageable. Hags like to devour kids. Oh. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> typically babies, but, you know, sometimes they go bigger. Uh, changelings are a thing, which are descended from hags. Is there anyone in town who who deals with threats like hags out in the in the fen? No, I I think the closest thing would be the guard, but they don't generally go too deep into the fen. Mm. They might have more information in regards to any other disappearances or anything like that. I don't know that that will be necessary. <laughs> what do you think, Mr. Soren? Should we should we try to do the tracking on our own, or should we try to enlist some help from, from our camp? My inclination was to ask Buzzwhip, um, if he can be convinced. But I would also uh, potentially... Um, I don't know if you know um, Auric Hegrig um, or Argenta, um... Is there anywhere in town where records are stored? That would probably be the hag's stake. Uh, Thorismud is... He might have some of that stored away some somewhere. His family's, as far as anyone can tell, has been around Gristol since its inception. Understood. Then it would seem, Madame L, at the very least we have a starting point. We would need to expedite the process as much as possible... But I do think it would be worthwhile to try to find as much information about the situation we're putting ourselves into, um, beforehand. You mean, like, try and get a map? A map, or any specific details, um, on the dangers present in the Fen. I would rather there was only... While I would prefer there was no one missing, I would prefer that the three of us come back intact. Well, that sounds like a good starting point, as good as any. Um, okay. Above table, what do we, what yep. are we thinking? Um, it's a trouble because I want to play in a way that is fun and and D and D and getting into encounters, mm-hmm. but also I want to play realistically. You know what I mean? Like that is like kind of how you play D and D sometimes, though. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going into a situation and you roll well enough, you find out, oh, this situation is way more dangerous than we initially thought. We need to be prepared. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of sometimes, depending on your GM and the type of game you're playing, you do just, you do need to gather more information. Mm-hmm. Like you need to get resources and maybe sometimes people to help you and you need more information so that you don't all fucking die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As far as options. So you mentioned Buzzwhip. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to say it is completely out of the question, but it's going to be a hard persuasion check. I'll give him a gun. 
it's still going to be a hard one because he's been with the circus for a bit and also he's in charge of the entire menagerie. And if literally any of those creatures gets out, it's a bad time. It is a bad time for everyone. Mm -hmm. You could check out the hag's stake and have a talk with Thorismund. That was the mentioned proprietor slash mayor of Grishtal. Um, or proprietor of the hag stake, mayor of Grishtal. Mm -hmm. uh, you do have your scroll of tongues, which you could reasonably try and use to communicate with Grun to see if Grun wants to go with you. He's kind of a free agent. Yeah, but it feels... It, I don't think it would occur to me to ask him. Yeah. I think the hag stake is pretty clearly our next place mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. you also could go to the guards no if you want to try and get more information madame l doesn't really want to deal with the the nithraxi military either so yeah i think we're all pretty much over guards mm -hmm. <laughs> so like to be fair they probably i mean if we're not able to get details from thoris mood then like uh, we might have to well enough table talk <laughs> let's Let's figure it. Let's just navigate there then and, and see how it goes, huh? Yeah. All right. I guess we'll bid the kobolds adieu. Mm -hmm. And they thank you for coming out. Uh, you know, stop back by whenever. Let them know if they can do anything else to be of assistance. And they're very appreciative. I don't feel like role playing that whole thing, and I think it's unnecessary, but. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and they do, of course, say goodbye, and I assume you, Soren, also say goodbye. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okie dokie, hag steak. You open the door. It's relatively busy at this time because it's about noon at this point. Uh, lunch is being served. There's some dock workers, you know, wearing their uh, overalls and, like, uh, welly boots and what have you at a table and they're eating behind the bar you assume is Thorismud who's a big burly balding man salt and pepper hair he's got friendly mutton chops uh, yes that is a specific kind of facial hair don't at me <laughs> don't, um, at me, don't at me they're friendly <laughs> that's what they're called it's the mutton chops where the mustache connects oh friendly and you know you've got maybe a merchant in the corner who's more well to do who's just having a drink and shooting the shit with someone some people playing cards that kind of deal it's a tavern mm -hmm. is it a situation where we walk in and it gets a little quiet or do people just pay us no mind um i think that thoris mood definitely clocks you guys because uh it's his establishment mm. um no one else really bothers too much it's not uncommon for people to be coming in especially with this being like lunch hour mm -hmm. people are coming in to get drinks they're getting food it's normal i guess i want to kind of just sort of uh, peel off from the two of them as we're entering and kind of just sort of find find a nook to sit in. Yep. Um, Soren's breakfast nook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's really sad. It's a sad nook. Cool. Yeah, you have a seat um, and a barmaid walks up to you after a few minutes as she's making her rounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just ask if she can get you anything to drink. Uh, uh, just... Or eat. Um, water will be fine, but, um, do you have any, um, any, uh, braised burnips? 
<laughs> I miss burnips, okay? Uh, bring, uh, bring back burnips. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she puts the puts the in for a tankard of water and a plate of braised burnips. Oh hell yeah, burnip time. <laughs> okay. They're a hearty food. If we uh, ever meet, I I. <laughs> Don't know if this is possible, but if we ever meet Soren's mother and she's just like a burn-up fiend. <laughs> like... mm -hmm. The only thing I was going to say is, like, I guess above table Oz, while I'm sitting there, like, munching and drinking my water and just kind of hanging out, I am 100% yep. checking everybody out, reading as many lips as I can, trying to see if anybody seems like they might know what's going on or has information they might be willing to share etc um remind me again of how that feat works do you have to make a check to read the lips or do you just do it i'm pretty sure i just do it um if i can see a creature's mouth while it is speaking a language you understand you can interpret the words by reading their lips a uh, majority of them are speaking common so yeah dock workers are just talking about fishing and moving boxes mm -hmm. and that kind of thing they're talking about dock work, basically, and, mm -hmm. you know, just shooting the shit. Mm -hmm. The merchant who is playing cards, they're just sort of having a friendly conversation. It seems like he's trying to maybe sell someone on something. Uh, he's doing a lot of little, you know, telling a bunch of jokes and anecdotes, and some of them are hitting, some of them aren't. Mm -hmm. uh, basically trying to... It seems like he's trying to weasel his way into the good graces of this other person. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thura's mood is just talking to some regulars, and that is about it. Uh, I don't know if you were searching specifically for, like, someone talking about hags, but I am sorry, it is a lunch break. They are not talking about hags. <laughs> no, I didn't, no, I didn't mean, like, looking for people talking about hags. I was sort of just wanted to sit back and, like, because, yeah, it's a lunch break, but if there had been yeah. any other, air quotes, incidents... It's a small town. I imagine word probably travels pretty fast. So I'm I'm just eavesdropping, basically. Correct. Nothing has occurred today. Uh, you are correct in that word travels fast, mm -hmm. but nothing has occurred today that would be of interest, it seems. Okay. Uh, I mean, a week ago is a long time in gossip. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but I don't know how often stuff like this happens here, so I'll just be enjoying my burnips while y'all... Yeah, yeah sorry. do something for actually <laughs> useful. Well, no, it's. I mean, it's still nice to have another set of eyes. Um, mm -hmm. But while while Soren enjoys his burnups, uh, Madame Al mm -hmm. and Finny will will walk up to Thormud and um, take a seat at the bar. And he looks at you and goes, "Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Hag Steak. Uh, real quick, species." And he looks at you, Madame Al, and you see him whip out this giant book. <laughs> Why, I'm a half-elf. Right, 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 half-elf. And you see him looking down a list and sort of tracking with his finger, and he goes, And, uh, how old are you? Well, that's not very polite to ask, hmm? It, ma'am, it's the law. Fifty-one. Oh, okay, good, good. And, uh, you, sir? I, mm, And he looks down and... and questions life and goes I don't I don't know and he sort of looks at the horns looks at the hooves and goes mm, probably a tiefling um, <laughs> and goes down the list again I don't 
Well, okay. <laughs> and uh, how old are you? I'm 13. Right, nothing but small beers, less strong for you. Got it. <laughs> so, that out of the way, what can I get you? Well, we didn't, we didn't actually want anything to drink. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll have a cordial. That's fine. I, you are Thormud, I presume. Thorismud, yeah, but you know, people get it wrong all the time. Ah. Uh, you sure I can't entice you with a witch's brew? Uh, signature drink. Sure, why not? And you, kid, virgin witch's brew? I, sh- sure, sure. While we're on the topic of. Right. Be right back. Oh, he's leaving. <laughs> he walks away. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and you see him pour two different things into one tankard. Uh, one of which comes from a bottle, another of which comes from a small cask that is sitting behind the bar. And then he goes over to this pot that's on like a low flame. And you see him pull out, what's the name for them? Honey dippers? Honey hmm. dipper. A you honey know, dipper? Is it just a honey dipper? Uh, anyway, he slurps that into both mugs, mm. <laughs> brings it back and goes, alrighty, to which is Bruce. Thanks. Now, Thoris Mud, we're, we're here traveling with the circus, but we have been hired by your local tanners to help with a situation with their young one. Do you know anything about their situation? That was uh, the boy, uh, Petrov. Disappeared like a week ago. Mm, that's right. Yeah, bad news. Bad things in that fin. Boozy what's-its and werewolves and... Heard there's a hag in there somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> Thought we burned the last one out decades ago, but you never know. Yeah, isn't it funny how all of my uh, innkeepers have the exact same voice? <laughs> Weird. <laughs> this guy was going to be like a Hagrid type, but I don't know. <laughs> it's part of innkeeper school. We all get the same accent. Speaking of hags, I we have reason to believe that young Petrov was taken by one. Oof. You being the mayor of the town, do you have any vested interest in ridding the fan of such an entity? It'd be great if Grishtal, you know, didn't have to worry about our kids being stolen by a witch in the woods, but I ain't going in that fen. Sorry. Does anyone go into the fen? Oh, sorry. Hold on. And he bends under the bar and he grabs a top hat and a sash that says mayor and puts it on. And is like, okay, I can do mayor business. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean... Sometimes some of the some of the boys go out hunting, but they always go in groups of ten or so with a uh, whole lot of torches. Usually scares off whatever's in there. Well, do the boys have any kind of map, any kind of way of getting around? Ah, uh, they, uh... Why don't you give me highs and lows? We'll determine if the boys have a map, <laughs> if they've been the that boys. good, or if they've just been getting drunk and going out fighting in the woods. And trying to... Highs. Highs, all right. They say uh, the boys, and they mean the frat boys. Yeah, they come all the way up from the Diabolic University. Uh-huh. And beat each other up in the woods for some reason. <laughs> it's how they bond. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, go ask Tony over there. He'll, he'll probably be able to find something for you. And he points over to the table of dock workers. Uh, and there is one that he uh, visibly points at. It is a heavier set orc, burly boy. Okay. I think, uh, you know, got some sort of cartography thing going on. Everybody needs a hobby. I guess that's Tony's, so. <laughs> <laughs> you ask him, uh, 
Hey, listen, if there's a hag in there, not saying there is, but if there is, and you bring back, I don't know, a head, maybe I'll have a little something for you. You know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, or whatever it is that they say. By the way, uh, you haven't touched your drinks there, I noticed. Like I said before, we didn't really, uh, come for this, but, uh, sure. Yeah, well, it's still one silver for the two of them, so. Oh, well. <laughs> I can't, I can't put the honey back in the pot, so. Finny chugs his drink. You know. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Um, oh, fuck. No! No! <laughs> you tricked me! <laughs> I'm, one, I'm only need you to make a constitution check. Oh, well, that's a seven. Cool boy, you are drunk. <laughs> but I thought I wasn't supposed to get the, the, the. The alcohol. Yeah, well, Thora's mood wasn't paying too much attention, and also, maybe he just has to do the book thing. It's like a check, but don't really check kind of oh thing. Oh my god. Uh, so you're drunk, which means that technically you have the poisoned condition. Oh, cool, great. Which means you have disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks for oh, God. see it's a pretty strong drink you're a child <laughs> uh consider it like having had about four shots of whiskey in a oh row my god it's fine we're gonna short rest before we do I, anything dangerous I, oh good you're only drunk for one well, hour that's uh, a powerful immune system finny metabolism wallace uh-huh uh it tastes like vinegar and whiskey and honey what? and spices. Well, all these Whoa, fucking like dr special drinks the are awful. Room is spinning. It was uh, bubbling, I should say. That is why it's called the witch's brew. Something about the mix of vinegar and whiskey and honey creates some sort of bubbling property. Finny, Finny gets up from the stool he was sitting on and starts doing a little. Little spinning dance. <laughs> Wallace, isn't it beautiful here? I think we're gonna make lots of friends here. Right, madam? Wallace has his arms crossed and is shaking his head furiously. <laughs> he does not approve. How dare you be drunk? Thank you for your time, Thoris Mood. And she'll put down some money on the counter and. They come along, Finny. We need to speak with the boys. <gasps> the boys! The boys! Of course. Uh, more witches brew for me, I guess. <laughs> and he looks at it and plugs his nose and just drains <laughs> it. And oh, that's, that's good stuff. So Madam Al will go over to the table. And is there an open seat there? Let's see. Nah. Nah, I don't think there is. I think they're a pretty tight-knit group. They stop their conversation, and Tony, who has uh, elected to speak because I don't feel like giving them all names and voices, uh, looks at you and goes, Hello, the boy. <laughs> Can we help you? Oh, yeah. We've got a question for you. Right, madam? Ma'am, is, is your child drunk? <laughs> This one is not my child, but yes. Yeah, I am. I'm your apprentice. 
it appears so, but that's besides the point. I've, <laughs> Mr. Thorsmud told me that you all might be able to help us with a situation in the Fen. Maybe, maybe. What what exactly is it that you, uh, that you need? Well, we have reason to believe that there is a hag on the loose who has taken a child. Oh, yeah. Poor Petrov. Good kid. Like to come down to the docks sometimes. Shame about him. I don't suppose you're willing to do anything about it, hmm? Um, how many people are going in there? Well, that depends on... How many do you have? Three. And he looks at you, and then he looks back to uh, the collective group colloquially known as the boys, and they all burst out laughing. And he's chuckling up a storm, can't stop, you know, wipes his eyes and goes, Three. You're going into the fin with three people? So four total, right? Three total, but that would be six if the three of you came as well. No, 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 no. No. No, no, no. You need a group of ten or more. Unless you want to die horribly in a swamp. I'm guessing Thora's mood has some sort of payment in mind. Yes, he mentioned something of the sort. If we went... That payment would be coming to us. However, I have a map. It's not a very good map. Doesn't go very deep. We don't go very deep, but it might help. Well, Mr. The Boy, <laughs> we are very special people. So don't underestimate us. And yes, there is four people. Wallace is a people. Thank you. I will take the map. Mr. The Boy. <laughs> every, time, every time, Mr. The Boy is killing me. Finny, give me... Hmm. <laughs> I can't deal with Give this. me a persuasion check. <laughs> okay. Madame Al puts her hand on Finny's shoulder to give him bardic inspiration. I'm watching this eating my burnips. In total, that would be a 19. 19 is pretty good and Tony looks at you and he goes you know what kid there's something about you it might just be that you're drunk but I like your gusto <laughs> I was going to charge you 20 gold for the map but you know what if you're crazy enough to go in there that deserves a little recognition so the map is yours let me go get it I'll be back in about 15 minutes but uh you find a bigger group sure we'll go with you the map will be fine for now. We'll see what we can do. And he sort of grabs his napkin, wipes his mouth off, tosses it onto his plate, and gets up and leaves. I guess so. I'm assuming I was sitting and watching the whole exchange. I also kind of wanted to watch Thorismut after um, uh, Finny and Madame L stopped their conversation. <clears throat> he just goes back to what he's doing. Mm -hmm. It's not like he rushes to a back room to go call this witch or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> In that case, maybe while we wait for Tony to go get the map, uh, mm -hmm. I think Madame L would, would kind of tug Finny along and go take a seat with Mr. Soren. Who's currently stuffing his face full of braised bunyips. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think braised turnip can be slurped. You would be wrong. What, does the inside just sort of liquefy and you hold the skin like it's, some sort of juice pouch? 
It's like custardy. <laughs> like a, like a gogurt. <laughs> it's like custardy. When you roast them like this, it, it gets uh, sort of custardy on the inside. That's terrible. <laughs> it's an vegetable, baby. Vegetables shouldn't do that. Okay, I'm gonna role play now. Okay. <laughs> you made me do this. <laughs> you told me to do this. Ah, uh, yes. Slurpable. The burnip. Mr. Soren, things aren't looking very good. I don't think we're going to get any help from the locals. I noticed that. Um, what about the map? The map is inbound. We're getting the map. Thanks to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like obviously plastered. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Madame L puts her hand to her forehead and says, "Please don't make a deal of this." Okay. Focusing, focusing. Um, no, I, I don't think it's, it's likely we'll get any, any help locally. Um, we could. Buzzwhip may, may help us. He would have to be convinced. But it's possible. Other than that, I don't really know of. Anyone else skilled in, in in tracking that would be willing to accompany us? That seems like as good of an idea as any. If we go back to camp, I'd rather like to avoid Lady Z, however. Everyone feels that way, so you're not alone. I can get us back without uh, drawing her gaze, I suppose. Um, okay. I pay for my burnips and we leave. Tony comes back, gives you the map. Uh, I think that you have one remaining braised burnip on your plate, mm -hmm. and he kind of grabs it and starts slurping on it <laughs> as payment uh, and goes back to his table. Everyone knows that you save the last burnip for a new friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Nathraxel tradition. Mm -hmm. That is... You're going to mention it at least two more times before this episode's done, <laughs> and that'll make it canon. But I don't want it to be, because no one makes thrins in the I'm the sole proprietor of burnip lore. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, from a long lineage of burnip farmers, we'll I hear. Let you have, <laughs> we'll let you have that. <laughs> Everything else, every, Soren gets shit on so fucking much, let me have burnips. <laughs> His bur burnip powers. Can't believe we're going to be 20th level and you're going to be fighting, you know, a Draco Illithilich <laughs> and you're going to use the power of the burnout to cancel it out. <laughs> you create a new deity, the deity of burnips, like, Burnip the burnout. You're like Popeye, but instead of spinach, it's burnups. It just makes me more. Yeah, you powerful. have some burnups and it makes your muscles freak out. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the end of the episode, everyone. If you liked what you heard, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps us. And if you're not following us on social media, um, why not go give it a, give it a check? We uh, have released a lot of art lately. Bug mm -hmm. has been making dice mm. based off of our characters. Shiny pebbles. Very yummy. shiny, very yummy. Don't eat. Don't eat. But if you want to find those, they're on our Instagram and our Facebook. 
And we also have a Patreon now. Ooh. So if you really like us and want to help us keep going and everything, um, you can go ahead and check it out over there. We have two tiers right now. One is just for general support, and the other one you get a little bit of little, little tasty little extras, like some behind-the-scenes stuff and some extra episodes. That includes our little goblin friends. So go check it out. You can find our social media at bit.ly slash all necromancers if you're not already following us. Yeah. Yay. See you next time. Bye-bye.